Well, welcome everybody. Um, today we have a session which is called uh, Really Freaking Indispensable Indecisive Advertising. So uh, the session is not just about bananas, as you can tell, but it's also about uh, really about transformation. It's uh, really about connecting digital experiences and uh, experiences that we have in the real world and see how that can actually change the experience for advertisers. And ultimately, we'll have an opportunity to have a real-life demo from Joel and uh, Richard here on stage with me. So, and you'll, he'll have a chance to kind of see exactly how um, IoT can change the world of advertising and ultimately deliver kind of the promised land of advertising, which is delivering the right message at the right time to the right customers. So, it seems to be like it's, it's a relatively simple thing to do, but in reality, it's extremely complex business as well as technological task. So it turns out that um, once we start moving into the direction of mobile advertising, location, and the signal that you can actually obtain from mobile devices can determine uh, not only the identities of the customers, but also the message, the right message you need to send and the right time, which ultimately can result in significant improvement in the advertising campaigns. Because ultimately what you want to do is you want to catch that user in the micro moment when the decision is about to be made, right? And uh, being able to understand exactly the context of that user experience as well as the location of that user will help you to improve your advertising campaign significantly. So it's a very common uh, uh, effect that we can see across multiple industry studies that uh, advertising signal is uh, significantly improved by location data. And uh, in the recent study by a marketer, 66% of marketers use location data in the advertising campaigns. So when we think about digital advertising, first things that we think about definitely mobile, right? Because a lot of devices right now, people spend a lot of time on mobile devices. That's basically where they live. And uh, it can be through web or through mobile. But ultimately, it's a lot more about, a lot more than that. It's just mobile advertising. So if you think about mobile advertising, that's where users live, right? And then the users experience mobile devices and mobile applications. Ultimately, they use these mobile devices as a gateway or as a connection point into the rest of the real world. So many people probably here experimented with Alexa. It's a great example when you have a physical device and that physical device also has a mobile app, right? So you can actually experience the physical device and you also can experience the connection to that physical device through a mobile app. So ultimately, you have a situation where your mobile advertising and your kind of mobile experience not only kind of pulls the entire digital advertising card, but it also pushes a completely new um, trend that we can see. And many people have not really thought about it, but that's exactly what we see right now, is that you have tremendous number of different devices, right? These devices, they live everywhere, and these devices can connect to you through your mobile, mobile applications. So ability to connect those worlds, where you have a real world with all your devices, and you have a digital world with all your mobile applications, all these connections is done through your mobile phone. And the next thing, which is also quite fascinating that's happening recently, is if you think about a digital journey, right? A journey of a person throughout the day of, day of life, right? You move around, you get up, you uh, go to work, you drive your car, you do all these activities. And in reality, a lot of these activities will start generate data. 
and they will start generating data based on your proximity to a variety of different sensors. So whether you like it or not, your journey throughout the day in your physical world will result in a kind of virtual experience and a journey through a digital world. A variety of different IoT devices can come into your life, in some cases even without you knowing, but basically measure your experiences, where you are, who you are, right? And all this data can actually be collected and used for the purposes of advertising. So ultimately, IoT is becoming kind of the, the world of uh, data collection. And the, the, this data is extremely interesting and extremely highly available. Historically, you know, when people interact with digital advertising, they navigate through the app or maybe they click on something on a mobile or, or desktop. So in reality, it's like IoT data is much richer in nature. In addition to that, IoT data can be collected anywhere and in the physical proximity to the user, which gives you a lot more additional contextual information. It's not just location, but it's also the user intention. So the devices can send all this data, and in many cases, this data can be collected, filtered, and acted upon. And in many cases, the device itself can actually run a piece of software that can actually make a decision. For example, a recommendation decision. So these IoT devices can actually run, um, let's say, a deep neural net network, for example, MXNet. And they could be recommendations engines that can be running in your local IoT device. So ultimately, you have a situation where all these IoT devices, they can collect tremendous amounts of data. This data can be used for advertising purposes. And the uh, value of this data has extremely, the value of this data is time sensitive, right? So the same decision that you can make now versus the same decision that you can make 30 seconds later may result in completely different customer experience. That's why timeliness of this data is so super important. So here's a little diagram that kind of gives you an overview of how IoT works. So uh, how many people here are familiar with IoT, AWS IoT? So quite a few. But, uh, but basically on the left side, we have a number of devices that are collecting data. Right? They may run green grass or they may run some other kind of data generation uh, infrastructure. And they ultimately connect to a set of MQTT topics inside AWS IoT service. So this MQTT topics are basically kind of connection points that eventually will receive the data and send this data forward into IoT rules. So think of IoT rules as a set of um, business logic, uh, like let's say SQL queries, that will be filtering this MQTT data and then taking action. For example, if something happened inside my IoT device, I would like to receive this message, filter this message, and basically take an action based on that message. For example, that action can be a Lambda invocation. Like in this example, you can have a Lambda invocation take the data from that message and forward this message to Kinesis Firehose, right, on the up, upper side of the slide, so for the batch layer. So from Firehose, the data will go into S3, and then later on for historical analysis inside uh, S3, Redshift, or AMR. Or you can actually take an immediate action, right? So you can, for example, call a Lambda function. That Lambda function can do something that will respond to that uh, MQTT message. So, so overall, what we see in the marketplace is that the value of IoT data and the ability to capture vast amounts of data in uh, these IoT devices is absolutely changing the field of advertising. So some of the examples that you'll see in a few minutes will hopefully kind of get this message across. And uh, with that said, let me pass it along to Richard. So we'll have a... Uh, I, or I'll take it first. Yeah, we'll have a quick discussion about <laughs> what we have here. Cool, thank you. Thanks, Dimitri. Hi, everybody. 
Hi, I'm Joel. Uh, so I'm Joel Evans. I'm one of the co-founders of Mobiquity. We're an AWS premier partner. We're also a top Alexa partner. So as you can see from our slide, really what we do is we work with customers all over the world. We're about 400 people or so uh, globally. And we work with our customers on helping them understand how to use the latest technology. So we started in 2011 helping customers understand how to leverage mobility for their customers, either consumer-facing or enterprise. And these days, we focus really across the board and create a true digital engagement platform leveraging all the latest technology. As I mentioned, we're an AWS premier partner, so we absolutely love reInvent when hundreds of new services are suddenly announced that make our lives easier. I'm sure we can all relate to that. So as far as the way we address a problem, we work with our customers wherever they are in their digital cycle or in their engagement life cycle. So if they have a strategy and they're saying, hey, that new shiny object, how do I incorporate that into my business? Or overall, what does digital mean to my business? We work with them on the strategy, helping them put together a roadmap. Then we also have experienced design folks, so really folks that are focused 100% on a user experience. And then we have all the necessary people to do both the front-end and back-end development and integration, and then obviously the support and sustaining services. And then as Dimitri mentioned, measure, 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 right? So we've got analytics instrumented in every single thing we build. So some of our customers are you know, Panera Bread, Wawa, Weight Watchers, and even Amazon. So show of hands, who's been using the reInvent mobile app so far? Good experience? Let's all say yes, amazing experience. So we, we actually built that uh, for Amazon. So they had a vision of what they wanted all of you to experience this year. It's the first time ever that they're able to have a completely customized uh, immersive experience. So um, feel free to come to me or we actually have support people in Hall C uh, that would be happy to hear what you think of the app and if you're having any problems. But we love it, it's exciting, it's everything we wanted it to be. So cheers to the team for making that happen. So I mentioned the different channels that we serve, and you know, why am I here, right? So mobile, web, IoT, which Dimitri has already talked about, voice being Alexa, call center, connect, et cetera, chatbots. And again, we look at that as an overall omni-channel experience, and we create effectively what is a digital engagement platform. So the, the interesting thing for us was, and really the basis for today's session that I'm like amazingly excited to show you, <laughs> and it has to do with that basket over there and, and the guy sitting behind me, um, is really the challenge was when you're working with somebody or you're, you're tracking a customer, how do you know where they are? How can you track their location and deliver a contextualized advertising experience? So in the past, we've played with beacons at NRF. We even beaconized our, our booth at the show where if you download our app beforehand and you told it what type of chocolate you like and what your favorite color is, as you approach the booth, it would announce your name, it would highlight a little, you know, hue light bulb above the uh, type of chocolate you like, you know, great, nice gimmicky, what are you really gonna do in the real world with that? But that's an example of some of the stuff we were doing with Beacons long before AWS IoT came about. And recently what's been happening is clients have been coming to us and saying, okay, I wanna track my customer during their journey during a retail journey. So if I'm shopping in a grocery store or I'm looking at apparel or, or different types of things, right? I come into the store, do they know anything about me? Do they know where I am? Do they know what I have on me? Like what does that whole experience look like end to end? And what is that purchase journey really all about? So that led us to finding our friends at Flomeo. And Richard's behind me and I'll turn it over to him in a second and I won't steal his thunder, but they've been uh, focused on the, what they call the, uh, the proximity ID space for quite a long time. So while we were dabbling with it, trying to figure it all out, 
this has been their specialty. So we've combined uh, together to put together a solution that we'll be demoing for you today. And if you're wondering why I continue to have a, a strange uh, banana pen in my hand, the theme of this whole presentation, sort of underlying theme, is all around bananas. And you'll see why. And sort of a grocery store experience. And bananas mean something special to Amazon. And so the first person to get that right when we get to Q&A gets a pen. And you continue. We'll, we'll, I've got a bunch of these to give away to some of the best questions. And uh, I'll give it to Richard to take it away. Great. Thank you, Joel. Um, everyone, thanks for joining us today. Um, again, my name is Richard Grundy. I'm uh, the founder and CEO of Flomeo. And um, at Flomeo, we're passionate about bringing RFID to consumer-facing applications. Um, and so how did this all come about? I basically started the company after working in research and development at Motorola for well over a decade, um, specifically on government and enterprise-style applications around tracking. Um, things like you know, tracking a fireman in a burning building, that sort of thing. And we, we tried all different types of technologies, RFID, using uh, inertial measurement units, which is just a fancy word for like an accelerometer, um, all the way to using like boot-mounted cameras that would track firefighters based on the patterns of the floor carpet tiles that they were walking on. So interesting ways of kind of like applying technology to solve this indoor location problem. Um, anyways, RFID, in my opinion, was, was, you know, was great. Um, it was a very mature uh, ecosystem, right? So the depth and knowledge of folks in RFID, it's, it's over you know, several decades old, so there's an ecosystem of suppliers um, with, with true experience with how to deploy you know, tracking solutions in the field, which you know, when you compare it to the other technologies tends to be sort of a make or break decision. Um, so anyways, the problems with RFID uh, were around the fact that it's really expensive. Um, still, um, and the fact that it's not mobile friendly. Um, and those things are changing. And so basically, I launched Flomeo by building the first RFID reader for the iPhone on Kickstarter. And that was back in 2012. Since then, we've, we've uh, gone through Techstars, which is a seed uh, accelerator based out of Boulder, Colorado. Um, we've raised some seed capital. Uh, and sold our technology, our wares, to over 25 customers around 55 countries to date. Um, and so uh, our biggest customers are in the retail and hospitality uh, segments or industries. Uh, companies like Visa and Royal Caribbean use our technology to hit every touch point of the customer journey. Um, and so really uh, what I think is is interesting about, about you know, the experience we've had is meeting you know, companies like Mobiquity. Um, Mobiquity um, has been a great partner in applying our know-how in places where it matters most, um, filing down the sharp edges of our tech to create a particularly uh, practical solution. Um, anyways, both their understanding of the ad tech industry as well as their deep knowledge in AWS's services um, have been pivotal in really making the solution we're going to show for you today come together. So with that, I'll let Joel tell you a little bit about the problems that we're trying to solve. Thank you, Richard. So how does all, all 
come together, right? So Dimitri sort of talked to you on the, about the current state, walked you through a little bit, AWS IoT. Richard started geeking out a little bit, but he'll geek out a lot more on what his technology is all about. And what are the problems that we were trying to solve that led us to create the solution we're going to be walking you through? So the first one I've talked a lot about is improving the customer journey, knowing where the person is at the point that they're doing their shopping, or even before they shop. What can result in an easy and secure customer checkout experience? If we do it right, well, we'll inevitably reduce lines, right? Everybody's always looking for a new line-busting scenario. What does that actually look like, especially in a retail environment? And obviously, this is an ad tech track, so I haven't hit on this enough, but I will be hitting on it a lot more from this point forward. How do we actually deliver targeted advertising? So now, we should know where this person is. You heard Richard about some of the stuff they were doing, tracking firefighters where they are in a, in a burning building. We should be able to track somebody in a store, right, and deliver the right targeted advertising to them at the right time. And then how do we continue to communicate with that customer as they grow? So with that, it's demo time. All right. Cross your fingers. So cross um, your fingers. <laughs> so what we have here is the uh, smart basket. Um, and the way that it works is uh, you would walk into a store and you would pair with it. And so I'm going to switch over so you can see what I'm seeing, which is that. So this is uh, an iPhone, and it's running the smart, uh, smart card application that we've written. Um, I'm going to skip the pairing process, mainly because there's a lot of Bluetooth traffic here. So we're just going to jump right into the demo. Um, so these, uh, these boxes are outfitted with RFID labels, like this one. Um, and basically, if I put these items in, this in here, you should see them pop up. So here's another one. Um, and then when you remove them, they disappear. Um, so, so that's basically the, uh, the demo. <laughs> you know, if you, if you put them all in, you know, they'll appear really quickly so you can have them bagged. Um, and, and that sort of really uh, drives home to sort of like the fact that you can bag your items and then put them in there, or you can have a, a bagging uh, solution there. So I'll just uh, take you through how this sort of comes together in a store, right? So the, the first thing that's absolutely uh, imperative. Switch the... Oh, yeah, let me get back to the slides. Good call. Thanks. Um, first and foremost, everything in the store needs to be tagged. So this is uh, an RFID label. Um, it costs a few cents, and it measures roughly 15 millimeters by 70 millimeters. Um, you can fit it inside of products so they can be inside the packaging um, so that they're not necessarily visible to the eye. Um, but in fact, you know, several retailers uh, today um, are RFID tagging at the source, meaning like at the factory. Um, and and that, they do that because it really gives them an accurate stock count of their overall inventory, right, across their supply chain, which tends to be really important for things like omni-channel commerce, which are becoming a trend. Uh, retailers are realizing that, that a clear inventory visibility is a must for an efficient omni-channel experience. Um, but also to enable companies like Mobiquity to create that experience, right? So it's really engaging so that when customers show up, you know, every touch point along their journey, you know, they're, they're having something that's, that's truly memorable. Um, but either way, products can be easily tagged 
in the store with tr traditional label applicators. So even if you don't have tagging at the source, you know, there's all sorts of tools that we provide that allow for you to create the tags and tag them you know, in the back of your, your particular retail store. So, so that's a way that we address that. Step one in the experience for the customer is they show up with their phone, uh, they tap it on one of these baskets to pair. Um, once they've paired with it, their shopping session begins. Um, the second step is simply to go around the store and grab items put them inside of it, um, and then these items will get tallied up, uh, you know, listed, and if items are removed, you know, they, they disappear, uh, very much like you'd expect. Um, so these events, um, along with the customer's location, um, are what are funneled through the AWS IoT uh, backend, and, and that's sort of the things that we're really excited about showing you uh, later on here. Um, you know, step three, as you can see, uh, you know, the, the connected cart will now add up your total, um, and the customer has the ability to pay, and they can do it just like they would pay, you know, for something like, you know, ride sharing with, with Uber or Lyft, right? They can have a, a card in their mobile wallet, right, like an Apple wallet or Android Pay, or they can have a card on file, and it's just sort of taken care of for them. So that, that seamless, uh, you know, get out and go um, experience is, is definitely covered. And finally, um, once payment is accepted, the products are now taken out of inventory and marked as purchased. So that way, these loss prevention portals that you typically find uh, in, in retailers that do use RFID don't sound the alarm because you've bought these things, right? So, so you'd be walking out with them, but they wouldn't necessarily trigger the alarm. So, so that's kind of like how it, it, would, it would fall into place in a store. And so what we'll do now is we'll kind of go through the process or, or the approach by which we architected this on Amazon. Right? So, so the first part, like I mentioned uh, in the last slide, is, is tagging everything, right? So, so we've, um, we've actually worked with Avery Dennison, which is the largest label supplier uh, around the country, if not the world, um, to build a, the most flexible uh, system that we could come up with to quickly retrofit a store. So this is not a store that's been tagging items at the factory. This is a store that basically has a bunch of SKUs, and they're like, hey, you know, you have to tag it all. So, so we have these tools that allow us for us to create these tags really quickly, and they add them directly into the inventory backend. Um, if, if you do have a, a SKU database where you do have your inventory already, there's, there's basically points of integration that we can do there. Um, but basically, uh, you know, the system creates the SKUs, it prints the tags, and it you know, puts them, we're able to put them on the products on the fly, right, with label attachers and things like that. As products are created, the metadata is pushed to AWS. We use API Gateway to expose the, a standard REST interface um, and a Lambda function to route that into DynamoDB for, like, textual data. And we use S3 for all of, like, you know, the image and, and any type of video, uh, you know, heavy data, and we do that because we want to help with lazy loading and, and allow for the responsiveness of the, of the system not to be uh, snagged up. Um, so here um, is, is actually the most interesting piece of, of this system, which is um, the edge devices, right? This is where the magic happens. Starting at the bottom, we have the smart card itself or the smart basket, and these comes in, in different flavors. We have baskets, bags, carts. Uh, we even have a stationary podium so that you can just carry everything in plastic bags and then you just dip them in the podium uh, like I showed you in the demo. It basically is able to detect everything in fractions of a second. Um, so uh, each of these components you know, can be retrofitted to basically put into any system that you'd want. We've even done a mini fridge, for instance. So, so really, really uh, you know, flexible uh, 
technology to, to, to use. Um, but at the core is a Raspberry Pi running the Flomeo daemon. So we have a background process that is basically managing, you know, connecting over Bluetooth and, and capturing all of the data that's being pushed you know, from, from each one of these tags as they're being uh, detected. Um, now this is not only for configuration, it's just for the default, right? So, so we use Bluetooth, for instance, uh, Bluetooth Low Energy for, for being able to connect to the you know, mobile phone from the customer. Uh, we use Wi-Fi to be able to move uh, data that's being detected by the basket or the, or the cart up to AWS for this suggestion uh, algorithm that we're going to be talking about. Um, and so, you know, whether you have Wi-Fi in your store, whether, you know, you're outside of mobile cell phone coverage, these things can influence which way we approach the problem. So we use basically Bluetooth and Wi-Fi in combination and switch back and forth depending on the environment where we're in. Like if you're in a store where basically there's no cell phone coverage because it's out in the boonies, like then we'd use the store Wi-Fi and then we'd ultimately tether through that. The mobile app would, you know, get onto the Wi-Fi in order to create the experience. The key is, is that we have all of these uh, tools you know, in our toolbox to be able to create the experience uh, and make it very robust. Um, so the cart sends the scan results to the mobile phone every 200 milliseconds or five times a second. Um, the mobile phone keeps a running list of the items in the cart and the loss prevention portal, which is at the top, um, is, is what would ultimately detect tags that are being, uh, that are exiting and checks you know, ultimately uh, whether they've been purchased or not. Um, the area in gray is sectioned off specifically because um, it's using green grass. And green grass allows us um, to, to run the system uh, offline should, should the tether to the cloud be severed, right? And so this, this ability of being able to sync on the fly, um, you know, getting in and out of connectivity is something that green grass uh, offers, you know, from AWS, which is super powerful especially for, for a solution like this. Um, you know, if, if anything happens, you know, you know, from a big data standpoint while uh, being severed from, from the connection to the back end, um, Greengrass is able to sort of grab all that into a local cache and it deals with syncing and making sure that all that big data will feel, feed these algorithms for a suggestion that we'll, we'll get to in a second here. So, so that's kind of how uh, everything at the edge works. So we'll jump right into the next, which is, connecting it to, to AWS's back end, and we're using um, AWS IoT to do that. Um, so whether it's implicitly or explicitly, right, be, you know, whether it's using green grass or whether it's you know, connecting through AWS IoT directly to the cloud because there's connectivity, um, the key is, is that that smart cart, smart basket pushes activity you know, through uh, to AWS, ultimately. Um, and this uses the, the real-time MQTT protocol that, that Dimitri was talking about, you know, in a, in a publish-subscribe sort of model. And the published topics, as they're listed here, are cart location and cart contents. So we keep that uh, sort of constantly publishing, um, and they reflect the, the activity of the cart at all times. Um, the IoT rules that we have, which are the three uh, in the middle of the, of the slide towards the bottom, you know, those... Uh, they, they filter out for particular con conditions of interest, right? That these events that we're trying to trigger on. So did the cart enter a key area of the store, right? Has an item of interest been added? And what does that mean, right? Um, or actually, what does that mean will come later. Um, has, an has an item be been removed, right? And so these are the sort of 
data points that we're sort of feeding into our uh, suggestion engine that, that will um, you know, make this really come together. So the IoT rules are, are great at, at segmenting M MQTT streams so that, so that we're able to sort of react to the ones that, that make most sense. So this is what one of the rules uh, looks like. And uh, you know, the, the main thing here is, is that um, you know, the, the contents of the cart, once it's changed, it ultimately influences um, a search for that particular product. So each one of these tags uh, doesn't really have any metadata on it, right? All it has is just a, a, an electronic product code. It's called an EPC, which is unique to every single item. So rather than a SKU, which is unique to a class of items, so you know, Cocoa Krispies would have a SKU, but every single Cocoa Krispies box would have a different EPC. So, so every time an EPC gets pushed, um, we have to do a search for what the product metadata, like what's the name of the product, Cocoa Krispies in this case, what's the price, you know, uh, things like that, what's the nutritional information that might be uh, interesting to, uh, to a particular cu customer. Um, so it's querying uh, DynamoDB to get that information right when the IoT rule fires. So, so that's sort of the use um, of the IoT rules. Um, and here, um, we tie it into a simple campaign, and we call this simple campaign, and we'll get to that in the next slide, but it's all, it do, all it's doing is just sort of like an if this, then that sort of thing, right? If I see Cocoa Krispies, or rather, if I see Frosted Flakes, I'm going to recommend a banana, right? So that's the suggestion. So a simple campaign can simply be, you know, if I see Frosted Flakes, I'm going to recommend bananas, right? And so... Um, we funnel that through using SNS, right? So we use simple notification service to get that back to the customer's phone. Um, and that's the simplest way, um, you know, if, if you put on, you know, put in peanut butter, you know, suggest some jelly. If you put marshmallows, you know, suggest chocolate and, and graham crackers. Um, the suggestions, uh, you know, again, through SNS are instantaneous, and that's important because, uh, we need this to be contextually relevant. If I'm doing this like right here in the middle of this aisle, right, um, it's, it's important like while I'm shopping to give that suggestion. I can't have that happen seven seconds later. Um, part of the reason why we're using AWS IoT, which is based on MQTT, which is incredibly quick, right, and responsive um, while it's connected to the cloud is, is a key uh, requirement to the solution for it to work. Um, so, this is what a, a Lambda um, function looks like. And, and here, uh, in this case, we're, we're doing a comparison of the items that are, that are captured um, to see which mass matches yogurt, right? So if uh, yogurt has been matched, we're just simply going to publish uh, you know, to a particular uh, SNS topic, um, which has been registered with the installation of this app on this customer's phone. You know, hey, Dole Bananas are on sale today. They're a dollar you know, a dollar or five a pound, so you should get some. So, so that's how Lambda really sort of uh, helps us out for this simple campaign. And next, we're going to let Joel tell you how that really matters in the broader sense. <laughs> Instead of just the deep dive, yeah, just technical, the... like how it all comes together. Um, so this is sort of, you know, the most amazing thing for me when, about presentations like this is you saw Richard and I got everybody to applaud, but I know you were feeling the moment of applauding. Um, is when it all comes together, right? I mean, you just saw the super deep dive of how it all came together. Just for the quick little experience, the whatever it was, milliseconds of, of time, where it's scanning, it knows what's going on, and now you know what just went in that basket, and all the other things can happen. And 
you know, as I said, the really cool part for me is we basically created a brand new ad unit. So when you think about it, we know what someone's putting in their basket at the time they're putting it in and where they are in the store at the time that they're putting it in. So when you think about it, we can now do personalized targeting at the time of item detection. And as I said, where the cart is in relation to it, what items placed in the cart. And then using Flomeo's SDK, we can actually integrate into an existing mobile app or we can create a brand new mobile app that then allows you to deliver either a generic promotion or even a targeted promotion doing a, you know, an upsell opportunity. So really some pretty incredible stuff and I'll take you through that a little bit more. You can see a little bit of the end result there. But the idea there is you know, I've put in something and now I'm getting a recommendation to buy something else and it knows exactly where it is and you know, Richard was telling you sort of the if this then that moments. You as uh, a retailer can decide you know, what, what do you want to promote. <laughs> Uh, either using a very simple campaign or using a more complex campaign by tying it to different systems. Do you want to yeah. take them through a little bit more of this? Matter? Yeah, let me just uh, connect the dots here. So basically, uh, this new gray area that's in, in the middle of the architecture is, is capturing sort of the store ad infrastructure, right? So what we're doing is rather than feeding uh, you know, the stream of MQTT messages into uh, our simple campaign, which is just a Lambda function, right, that's just doing a bunch of if, if this, then that statements, um, we feed it into like a Kinesis firehose, right? And so then Kinesis really stands out because it's able to sort of capture those streams and, and chunk them up so that we can actually do some analysis on them, right? And so that allows for not only this, the merchant themselves in store to be able to apply some algorithmic uh, approach to how they want to suggest, um, but it also allows for an exchange, right, for an ad network to plug in and to be able to sort of sponsor a particular ad, right? So very much like on, on Amazon where you would, uh, you know, search for an item and you get those sponsored results at the top. That's the sort of thing that we can now do, you know, using uh, an IoT device, you know, in a brick and mortar store. Um, so, so again, it, it all sort of is tied together by the fact that you know, whether it's Greengrass or whether it's AWS IoT um, or whether it's Firehose is giving you sort of like this really, really responsive uh, centralized place where you're going to be able to carry out these uh, types of uh, computations, right, and, and, and generate a suggestion that makes sense. Um, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, I think, I think that pretty much uh, covers it. I want to make sure that I didn't miss out on anything. But yeah, programmatic <coughs> advertising, all those sorts of things. Would, would all tie into to this particular integration point, and, and honestly, it, it can grow from there. So I'll let Joel take it back, I think, next one. Oh, no, actually, yeah, this one. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, I forgot one more, sorry. <laughs> I went, all right, so the last part is the loss prevention and uh, the fact that the cart location, um, or rather the cart itself, needs to purchase the items. So, so what I just added here is towards the middle, um, and basically, uh, Purchase status is changed once an item is purchased, and so it goes and updates uh, the purchase database to say this particular EPC has now been purchased or, or bought, and so, so we use a rule and, and a Lambda function to do that. And the loss prevention portal also uses you know, some sort of uh, microcontroller-based device that's, that's able to detect what EPCs are going through the portals, check to see if they've been purchased or not. If they haven't, sound the alarm. Again, all has to happen within fractions of a second. Otherwise, people are going to be running off uh, before anyone's going to chase them. So um, yeah, AWS IoT really comes together, all with MQTT. And I'll let Joel tell you the exciting part. Well, well first, I mean, 
It's just this easy, right? It's not that hard. How many services? Hardly any services here. No, but in all seriousness, it's pretty amazing how you now know where it is, what was purchased. You can hook into your existing store system, so you can actually now tie together with other information you may have. You can deliver incredibly targeted promotions through a whole new you know, ad unit effectively and uh, work in a disconnected or a connected state, do loss prevention. I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's pretty amazing that all that came from, okay, the challenge is how do I deliver more targeted advertising to a customer as they're walking around the store? And, you know, instead of using beacons, we're obviously now, you know, light years ahead and using every AWS service you can possibly imagine. So, as I talked about before, the, my favorite part is we've got all that stuff behind the scenes, but the end result here is I've added something to my, my cart. Pay no attention to what's in my cart. Someone got a little creative with what was in my cart already. But in, in theory here, I add some yogurt to my cart. At the time that I add my yogurt, it pops up an ad to go get some bananas in aisle, uh, you know, aisle three which are on sale and being promoted at that moment. And you can see even on the, uh, on the left, you've got a little bit of a, a highlight. No, I'm getting a, a no shake. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Had a little surprise for you, but I'm getting a no shake. Uh, but you can see where the green is, uh, is highlighted, sort of showing you where the bananas are in the store. And, uh, and that's, that's effectively it, which we love. It's, it's awesome. And you, you don't want to try? Uh, I was yes. going to go for my one more thing moment. <coughs> Richard was showing me. We actually had it working. We were going to do a cool live demo. I think he's got a little too much. Oh, it's failing. <laughs> a little too much interference. But um, <clears throat> I think, you know, some of the really cool things, I think I've been wrapping them up as we go along here, but we're using Greengrass. Uh, we're using API Gateway, so we can deal with disconnected states effortlessly. The power of, of AWS. We've got a lot of local cache going. And now, really, the big thing is, you know, we're using AWS IoT in a really new and creative way. So we're not tracking whether or not a door opened or closed. We're not looking at the performance of a, a motor and making sure it's not overheating. We're actually tracking the experience of a user as they're going around all these different points of, uh, of a grocery store or, or apparel or, or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, I mentioned bananas before. We haven't hit on them as much as I expected us to but I, I do have banana pens to give out. We also are doing a, uh, a little bit of a, a dev session where Richard will be happy to give you an in-person uh, demo of how all the magic is actually all coming together. And uh, that's at the uh, dev talk. Do you know where that dev talk is? Um, it is at the, uh, the expo. Okay. Yeah so, yeah, so we'll provide the information the on that. The Maker Lounge. It's right. at the Maker it's Lounge. at the Maker Lounge throughout the week. Um, the Dev Talks, I believe, Wednesday, but throughout the week at the Maker Lounge, we'll have the baskets on show. You could come and play with them, uh, download our app, you know, ha run it on your own device. Um, yeah, and ask us a lot of questions. All right, so with that, we're happy to take yeah, some thanks. questions.